Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Now, please welcome, all the way from their front living room, your hosts, Shelley and Bella. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 26 of the Weird, Wacky, Wonderful Stories podcast. We're getting close to 30. We are getting close to 30. Some of us have passed 30, but we're not talking podcasts now, are we? No. So, did you want to make the announcement about the schedule of the podcasting? Sure. I'm (laughs) I'm turning an American slowly. So, we are going to change our podcasting from a weekly podcast to a fortnightly podcast. The reason for that is that we both have work commitments that are starting to encroach on it a little bit. Hopefully, they'll start to peter out a little bit soon. The other reason is because young Brycey, who who does our editing He's is also kill you. I know he is <laughs> is also doing his GCSEs at the moment so he needs a little bit of extra time to get his revision done and to wind down after his stressful week so we're going to take one for the team so he can do well in life exactly and not do this exactly <laughs> so this podcast by the way today is on lucid dreaming i guess you need to do something lucid i was going to say lucid waking would be a good start <laughs> wouldn't it but no we're going to do it on lucid dreaming and i've been reading some of the interviews that we've got here and it's absolutely fascinating i know that in the sort of 60s and 70s when they were all doing the hippie sort of stuff you know with the psychedelic drugs and everything lucid dreaming was quite well known back then no that was called lsd well, not lucid well. dreaming but no, lucid dreaming was a thing back then. It kind of fell out of fashion, really, I suppose. But things like the movie Inception, which we're going to watch later on, and other things have kind of brought so that back. Because we're so prepared and didn't watch it before. Well, that's because of the work <laughs> thing. But I will watch it later on, and if there's something that we can add, we'll just add a little bit on the end of the podcast. Cover your ears. Oh, by the way, before we get started, there's something that... I got to help us through this podcast. So wait here one second. Guys, I'm going to pause you so you don't have to wait. Okay, I'm back from the pause. Yeah, yeah, what is it? Ready for this? I don't know. I'll tell you after I see it. Well, no, you have to tell me now whether you want it or not. I'm ready. Do you want it or not? Want what? (laughs) What it is. Do you want it or not? Yes. Chocolate biscuits. That's why you made me tea. Yeah, it is. Ah. Well, open them up. I've been on a sugar diet all week and now i'm gonna let loose sugar diet as in not having sugar (sighs) mr crinkle pants everyone's gonna be feeling really hungry now while we're doing this Mm -hmm. gotta get on the mcvitty's chocolate biscuit yeah now we need a pause so we can take a bite (laughs) (laughs) or or not (laughs) Mm. so bella after i've had that what is lucid dreaming well lucid dreaming is the ability basically to control your dreams so you fall asleep you're aware that you're dreaming and then you are able to manipulate your dream and i think that point you made then is the most important one it's knowing that you're in a dream well yeah you have to know in order to change it don't you yeah but some people know they're in a dream without the ability to change that's still a lucid dream because they're aware that it's a dream so therefore lucid albeit that they haven't got control of it yet it is not a common thing for people to be able to do lucid dreaming they think it happens to everybody at least once in their lifetime really? that, that they're able to do it the other thing is that there are a lot of people that are afraid of lucid dreaming because the theory is if you become aware of the fact that you're dreaming you also in some way become aware of your body you know laying in the bed and and that you can't move 
And so they think that sometimes sleep paralysis happens just before you might start to lucid dream, but most people wake up. Yeah, usually the sleep paralysis, because I've experienced sleep paralysis myself, and usually with the sleep paralysis is that shocking to your system that you are definitely awake after that. Yeah. So I have an element of lucid dreaming, albeit that I don't think it's the full package that some of these people that I've read interviews on have got. So I didn't even know that what I had was lucid dreaming until reading stuff like this a couple of years ago. But all I have the ability to do is, if I'm having a dream and it's a bad dream, I can then alter the course of that dream. I can almost stop it, rewind it if you like, and then play it with a scenario that benefits me rather than frightens me. What about a good dream? So you can't actually manipulate a good dream. It's usually no, nightmares. It's usually just nightmares. Whereas mm-hmm. these people, when can they're in it. their lucid dreaming state, can say, okay, I'm stood here now, I'm going to fly. Well, it's more than that because what they do, they consciously tell themselves what they want to dream about before they go to sleep. That's another sort of element to the... I was going to say that might be another element to it, but certainly the ones I've read get into the dream state first and then say, right, what are we going to do with this? It's quite interesting, really, to see the different sides of it, the different ways they do it. So what I was going to say is that mine is just, if I have a bad dream, something that is upsetting, I can then stop it and then alter the course of it so that it, again, bends to my favour. Now, I have had sleep paralysis, but it's never been at the same time as these sorts of dreams. So for me, it's not connected. Well, it's almost like you have to get past that sleep paralysis. Well, sleep paralysis happens to all of us at night. It's what stops us from acting out our dreams. Right, that's what I mean. Not you, You, by the way. You have to be able to control the dream. But the first thing, first part of that is that you almost have to sort of let your mind accept the fact that your body is okay. Mm Mm-hmm wherever it is doing what it's doing. This is similar to astral projection, but it is not astral projection. There has been no scientific proof that astral projection exists. They have tried in lots of experiments to get somebody to be able to do that. Well, I think that astral projection does exist because I had a friend who astrally projected himself to another location, looked at things that were there, and then we both travelled to that location and it was exactly as he'd said. So I believe personally in astral projection, albeit that there's no scientific evidence, but there's no scientific evidence for ghosts. And yet how many people are seeing ghosts? There's no scientific evidence. Well, I mean, it depends on what you think scientific evidence is. Well, scientific evidence, they say that it has to be repeatable and recreatable, doesn't it? It has to be repeatable, recreatable and measurable for it to be scientifically proven. Whatever you believe, if you think that astral projection is sort of the same as lucid dreaming or you know that it's different but you still believe in astral projection, that's fine. But I do have some experiments that were done in controlled settings about lucid dreaming. One of the things that the subject and the scientist, I suppose, would have to agree on is that the person that falls asleep is going to give a signal using their eye muscles, but it would be an agreed upon sort of signal that they would do with their eyes. They would have all these little electrodes around the eye so that the movement would be able to be seen. So it would be different to the REM movement. There's a lot of people who think that 
lucid dreaming isn't real and that the people were awake, but in just a relaxed state, maybe they were just fibbing. Or whatever, mm. but because of these little electrodes and the, the I guess way they're measuring they d- brain waves and to yes, see that they're and asleep. the REM patterns in the brain, and so that's how they were able to actually truly verify the fact that the person was asleep. They also did in dream experiments where the scientists would ask the people to do certain things in their dreams. Mm -hmm. And when they did these things in their dreams, they would then use that same signal with the eye muscles to let them know when they were starting. And then when they stopped, whatever that sequence was that they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So a more recent study was done at the University of Bern, which I don't know where that is. They studied how long it took a dreamer to start the sequence and to then end the sequence of events. So they would have them do things like counting, walking a certain number of steps in their dream, do a gymnastic routine, which I guess if you were dreaming, anybody could do it. They found out that, you know how they said that a dream happens like that? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It takes longer in a dream to do things than it does in real life if you go by these scientific methods and the proof that they're building upon, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because I always thought you still hear it. Oh, you fall asleep. Your dream happens. How can you dream all that? And just that little bit of, well, I remember reading a long time ago that the longest dream ever recorded was like seven seconds, but reading some of the things that I've read here would suggest that that's totally incorrect. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes, but these are actual verifiable experiments that were done in controlled situations. And incidentally have come out of, proper sites like psychology today magazine i mean that is a reputable magazine where the scientists and all that actually submit things into there okay so while you're sucking back your biscuit and your tea i'll have a little go a minute by the way what were you dreaming about last night because this morning when i woke up and i sort of gave you a little cuddle just before i was going to get up you said something about snakes no recollection of that nope (laughs) <laughs> I asked. I even asked you to repeat it, and you just went snakes. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it was about. I had a dream last night. No, not last night. Night before about a big spider that was bigger than my hand that you said would be a cool pet for me, and we bought it. And then I woke up in the morning of the dream while I was still in the dream with this big ass spider sitting on my face. Nice. I know. Well, actually, what you've just said there is a really good point because. One of the things that lucid dreamers say about learning to lucid dream is noticing things in a dream that are not real or not correct. They're out of place. There's something different from reality. And it's that recognition that, hang on a minute, this isn't right, that actually leads people to then be able to lucid dream. So one of the things that they recommend that you do is that you, look in your waking life, look around at things... I mean, you're probably really good at this being OCD, but if you were to walk in this room and everything was out of place, then you'd be going, hang on a minute, this can't be real because I know that I lined everything up. Yeah, they come to do reality checks. Yeah, so you do all of this during your waking day, okay, providing it's the day that you're awake. One more bite of cookie. Unbelievable. Like you open your mouth and the world falls in. Mm. which is good because you open your mouth sometimes and just shit comes out. But uh, (laughs) I can say what I like and she can't answer me back because she's got a mouthful of cookie. (laughs) (laughs) So 
Anyway, let me... You still fall asleep before me. The point I'm trying to make is that it's all about noticing the things around you, whether they are in place or whether there's something up. And if there's something up, there's a good chance you're dreaming. So when you're asleep and when you're dreaming, when you get these little triggers that are out of place, like, for instance, you said, I had suggested this spider as a pet, which should have been a red rag to a fucking (laughs) bull, because there's no way I would suggest ever having a spider as a pet. Are you fucking crazy? (laughs) Then you should have really, if you were trying to do this in your dream, gone, whoa, hang on a minute, that can't be right, therefore I must be dreaming. And it's that that allows you then to trigger your Yeah, and then I can say, I want a dog, but then if the dog did the same thing the spider did, we'd have issues. So no. What, sat on your face? Yeah. Too many jokes there. I know. Okay, so... Why bother with lucid dreaming? First and foremost, lucid dreaming is fun. This person's first lucid dream was when they were a teenager and they started reading a book about lucid dreaming and beginner's luck struck them in a hotel while they were on a family vacation. It says, I found myself talking to a dream friend who wasn't real but was convincing in my dream state while standing on the football field at my high school. While we conversed, I came to an eye-opening realisation. I'm on a trip with my family right now, so how could I be at school? Remember that trigger that I was saying? Suddenly, everything stopped and became more vivid. The grass felt real. The sun warmed my skin. And I became very aware that I didn't know the person who I'd been speaking to. Am I dreaming? I wondered aloud. If I'm dreaming, then I can fly. I felt my feet leave the ground and I hovered gently above the dream friend. I can fly. I can go anywhere. (laughs) That reminds me of Red Alert game I used to play. Riding high, I can go anywhere. (laughs) Soon I was in the clouds planning to see the world from the comfort of my bed. The dream didn't last much longer as I couldn't maintain my lucidity. But I woke up ecstatic. It was the most fun I'd ever had sleeping and I couldn't wait to do it again. So that just gives an idea there of this whole premise that look for things that are out of place. They say that being able to lucid dream can actually help you in your waking life well it's funny because they say that your dreams can be a sanctum for personal reflection yeah and also will help with meditation and all that sort of stuff they're basically a safe place aren't they your dreams because you can't really be hurt in your dreams a lot of people say if you die in your dreams you die in real life well i got something to tell you because i've died fucking loads of times in my dreams and i'm still here i've never died in my dream but i did go to my funeral well, then you were dead. There was no act that preceded my funeral in my dream. Okay, but you were dead. Well, I guess. Obviously, unless the thingy was empty, but I didn't want to go look, see, in my dream. I was scared. And the only reason but I knew it was you. me. Uh, the only reason I knew it was me in my dream was because there was a picture of me sitting on top of the casket. Nice. Yeah, anyway. The other thing is that I found out that if you are able to lucid dream... It can actually help you with phobias because if you dream about this thing that you're afraid of and then you're able to control it in your dream, it can lessen the severity of your symptoms. Yeah, so it says here that you can stand up to bullies, you can practice being social, so talking in front of crowds if that's something that you're frightened of. You can find courage to ask your boss for a raise or conquer fear of anything like you just said, phobias. Mm. So yes, that is something that's reported and it's like a little mental health area, isn't it? If you are safe, maybe if you're scared of flying, you could take that flight 
Although if it's a dream, you know, the plane crashes, you're probably fucked then, aren't you? You know, you're like <laughs> never going to get on a plane in real life. <laughs> no, no. Well, I suppose that you would use your ability to not have nightmares because if you are able, when you're awake, to say what you're going to do when you go to sleep, you wouldn't necessarily have a nightmare anymore, would you? You'd always have some sort of an experience or dream or... Well, that's true, but a lot of people, as I said earlier, who lucid dream... They just know they're dreaming and they don't have a control over it. Mm. A lot of people will say that lucid dreaming is dangerous and I haven't found any evidence whatsoever for the fact that it's dangerous, providing that you are mentally sound. So well, you exactly. shouldn't try it. Ah, that is true. I did read some of that, again, in the show notes, that there are certain types of people with certain mental conditions who shouldn't why do you wave your finger in a circle by your head then as you say certain mental i don't conditions? know why are you doing it now <laughs> to show you what you were doing <laughs> oh here try this okay she's doing now both hands <laughs> against both temples. or or try that you can take that single finger salute and <laughs> shove it right where actually no you'd like that so no, you'd like it <laughs> so let's move on shall we <laughs> bryce has got to edit this <laughs> Believe me, I'm sure he's flipped many a people the bird. One of the things that people say could possibly be a bad thing is what they call dream claustrophobia, whereby you know that you're lucid. And being lucid, the dream is a lot clearer than it would normally be because you're now aware of it more. Yes, that's true. Okay, so the dream claustrophobia comes into it where people can't control it and they're now stuck in this environment that they know is a dream, but they just have to ride it out. And they can't wake up. Yeah, but the thing to remember is, is that you will wake up. You are just asleep and you've slept goodness knows how many nights in the past and always woken up so you've just got to keep that in your head that if that's a situation that you know you are going to wake up and just deal with it the bad thing comes if you're in the middle of your dream and you actually do die of a heart attack or something and then you're in there going what the fuck yeah but you wouldn't <laughs> Is stay that in the dream would you You'd then, yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, what happens are you then hey wait a minute look at all these clouds and i have wings not that i would you know have wings why wouldn't you have wings? Even tampons have got wings these days. Tampons do not have wings, dude. You need to look up about what you're talking about. Oh, right. Well, something has wings. <laughs> keep on seeing it on the TV and bacterial vaginosis <laughs> and all the other crap they keep talking about on the TV. Man. Oh, my gosh. Always while you're so, eating dinner. So, astral projection. Eh. And then we go to lucid dreaming, and now we're talking about bacterial vaginosis. Eh -eh. I know. Move on. It's weird, isn't it? (laughs) Everything comes back to bacterial vaginosis. It better not. (laughs) Anyway, let's just move off of this, okay? Jeez, just start yeast infections next week. So, if you want to build up the skill of lucid dreaming or start to be able to lucid dream, one of the ways to do it is to keep a dream journal. So there are apps on the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store that you can get that are free that will help you keep these dream diaries. But I did it for a couple of months when I was probably in my 20s and it was really, really freaky because you wake up in the morning and you'd remember maybe a dream or maybe part of a dream. So you'd note it down and you didn't have apps back then. So it was just on yeah, a bit of paper. Yeah, because that was, you know... Yeah. Hammer and chisel. Back to the future, crazy shit. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, you note it down, but then maybe a week, two weeks into it, you were finding that now you were writing a whole dream or maybe two or three dreams in there. And it's amazing how much you can train 
your mind to start to recall things like this and then they become clearer and you become more lucid through while you're dreaming because you're paying more attention in the dream to be able to remember it in your waking state. Yeah, so if you're using a notebook or even if you're using an app it's not going to happen in the first couple of days most likely you got to put a little work into it could take a little bit of time couldn't it couple yeah definitely weeks, couple months i mean there's no definitely but even if you don't manage the lucid dreaming thing you will be able to start remembering your dreams more which becomes more interesting and can help you with other things there's loads of dream dictionaries out there where you can start to really look at what did that dream mean why am i having that one of the dreams that i'm regularly having and I mean regularly have, I probably have this probably once or twice a month, is that I'm walking somewhere, I could be at work or I could be walking through the town doing shopping or something, and I'm fucking buck-ass naked. (laughs) And I know that I shouldn't be. No one is making any fuss about me being naked. No one ever comes up to me and says, why the fuck are you naked? But they're all dressed. They just accept the fact that I'm walking around naked. So I don't know what the hell that means. Well, you could interpret your dreams as well one of the interpretations for that would be i'm sure something to do with your self-confidence or lack of self-confidence i mean i don't know yeah, but particularly no one's, no but one's laughing or pulling well no but up. they don't so maybe that means that you're confident because you don't care if anybody were anyway that's just an aside my point is is that the more you start <gasps> to record your maybe you're visiting a nude beach no, no I just said I was walking is... through the town or I was at work. I only wish I worked on a nudist beach. Can you imagine being a nudist beach lifeguard? That What a job. I bet you lots of people would drown. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would they... oh, you think the lifeguard would be going, oh yeah, that looks yeah, like a big a wave. No, mm, over there, look at them two mounds. I like those better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a point. You wouldn't be looking at the water, would you? Uh-uh. Yeah. Dream jobs. Well... Yes, so like you said, they say you should keep a dream journal. Like you said, like you said, people should... There's fucking Max Headroom in the room now. (laughs) Like you said... And again. People should keep a journal if they are interested in trying to learn how to lose a dream. There are also, and I don't condone this in any way, shape, or form, because I'm not a doctor and neither are you, but there are also supplements... That you can take that will supposedly yeah, that help too. you become high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you should boost your melatonin levels as well. That's another tip. How do you boost your melatonin levels? To sleep in complete darkness. Right. So turn your fucking computer off then because I'm laying in bed and you've got your laptop on next to me. Black out your windows. The other thing is that you should go to bed at the same time every day and try to wake up at the same time every day. And then also you can eat more foods that stimulate melatonin production, such as light and dark mustard. Mustard? Mm. Really? How cool. Almonds, sunflower seeds, flax seeds, and cherries. Also, although in less quantities, rice Oats, red radish, bananas, and tomatoes or tomatoes, whatever you want to call it. So another tip is meditating before you go to sleep. So there's an important link between meditation and lucid dreaming. In both cases, you need to reach a pleasant self-awareness. That sounds a bit raunchy, doesn't it? What are you doing? I don't know. (laughs) So what are you doing? I'm just reaching a pleasant self-awareness, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Meditation is thoughtless, just feeling, sensing, watching, and listening. But what if you meditate with your eyes closed? 
Oh, you're watching the inside of your eyelids. Sometimes the inside of my eyelids are cool. It is. I can see colours sometimes. Well, we can and... all do that. Well, then why don't you talk about how great your eyes are? Mr. I went to the eye doctor this morning. Do you know what? When I went to the opticians this morning, it was absolutely crazy because they sit you in front of this thing where you look, watch a balloon that goes in and out of focus first, right? Yeah. Then they blow these puffs of air into your eyes. I had four puffs in my right eye and three puffs in my left, which make you blink and your eyes start watering, all right? <laughs> then they moved me over to another machine where I had to stare at this red dot and look for these little green dots that were going around the periphery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to see what my field of vision... I couldn't see fuck all because <laughs> I, my eyes were still watering. Oh, yeah, and between that, they take a photo of my eyeball as well with this flash thing that went off in each eye. So I'm blind, <laughs> eyes watering, looking, and they're trying to measure your peripheral vision. So I said to the optician when I actually got in the room because it's like the reception staff that do that, I said to him, I said, look, I said, you really ought to reorder the way you're doing stuff. Get us doing the peripheral thing first. Get yeah. us doing the balloon thing next, which has no impact on your eyes. Then do the puff of air thing if you want. It makes your eyes water a bit. Then take the photo. But you're making me try and look for stuff and study stuff after you've blinded me. What did he say? He said, that's a good idea, he said, and that there are different schools of thought in which order you should do them. Oh, right. I didn't know that they actually thought it out that well, but well, okay. I think my school of thought was correct. Anyway, there we are. So, that's because you think you're always correct, and you're not. Okay. Meditation and lucid dreaming. It says you can meditate anytime in any position that you feel comfortable. I don't recommend doing that in the car while you're driving. I just want to say that. They recommend meditating several minutes in your bed just before going to sleep. But how do you meditate? So in order to meditate, it says close your eyes and make your body relaxed. Lie still and allow your mind to drift. Now feel your breath entering and exiting the body. That's probably quite an important thing, that, because if you didn't, then... You'd be like, oh my God, I'm a zombie! (laughs) No, you'd be really fucking relaxed. Don't interact with or think of anything else. I find that really difficult, not thinking about something. Yeah, because that's a big thing, isn't it? Don't think about the purple elephant. And then... Pink elephant, isn't it? Mine is purple. Yours can be polka dotted and pink for all I care. But don't think about the elephant. And then all you do is tell yourself you can't think about the elephant. And then that means you're thinking about the elephant. Feel the vibrations as your breath enters your mouth. Notice your stomach rising and falling with your breath. Enjoy your own existence with a full presence. You might experience interest in hypnagogic sensations such as floating, auditory hallucinations, or emerging dream scenes. Ooh. Tell yourself clearly that you want to dream, that you want to be aware that you are dreaming and that you want to remember it. Repeat like a mantra before going to sleep, I will lucid dream tonight. You instruct your brain to realize when you're dreaming, especially during the sleep phase. Mm -hmm. Do reality checks. These are related to activities that you can perform in real life. The most common reality check is trying to the most common reality check is trying to pinch yourself while you're dreaming. When you pinch yourself while you're dreaming, you feel no pain. You can also put your finger through the palm of your opposite hand. If you can do this, it means you're dreaming. Or Or you're Jesus. Or you've just drilled through (laughs) your hand by mistake. My favorite checkup is to write a word on my hand. Write down any word on your hand. For example, your name, and look at it on a regular basis. When you develop this habit in your dreams, you won't see this sign. You'll know that you're dreaming. You know, that's true. They say that clocks are blurry in dreams and signs will be blurry in dreams. Really? And 
Yeah. But I guess if it's somewhere you've been or whatever, then maybe it wouldn't be. But if it's somewhere you haven't been, then your mind will blur it out a bit because you don't actually know. So it's trying to trick you into thinking it's real by not giving you the full data. So you've got to look for these things to Mm. be able to pick out the fact that it's a dream. Be aware of special objects. When you're dreaming, pay attention to mirrors, book titles, watch faces. Here we go. That's what you just said. They're usually blurry in dreams. So look, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. So looking at them during the day will help you recognize that you're dreaming. So if mirrors are blurry, that's really cool because I could do with a blurry mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just plain old no mirror. That would be even better. So it says here as well, set your alarm a bit earlier than you would normally do, so about half an hour or so before, so that you can go back to sleep because you're more likely then to be able to have a lucid dream once you come out of that REM sleep quickly, you'll be able to go back into it as lucid. I don't want a lucid dream that much. I prefer the extra half hour of sleep. Make sure your body gets good diet, regular exercise and lots of relaxation and proper quality seven to nine hours of sleep a night. Well, I am truly screwed. (laughs) So we're going to take a break now, but when we come back, we're going to give you some reports of people who lucid dream, what kind of things they dream about and how they're doing it. And also I have 12 amazing benefits of lucid dreaming. Awesome. This is a dream expert her name is beverly de urso and she says lucid dreaming is your chance to play around with the extraordinary abilities buried in unused parts of your brain regardless of whether you're superhuman in life or not lucid dreaming is a way for you to put the deepest areas of your brain to good use while you're sleeping you can be a jane doe while awake and a superhuman while sleeping all the obstacles of reality can be set aside as you make trips to the sun or the interior of the earth or test your craziest science experiments on your worst enemies cool beverly dioso is a lucid dream researcher and she knows everything about lucid dreaming she's actually been a lucid dreamer herself since she was seven years old seven yeah she worked with psychophysiologist stephen laberge who's the founder of the lucidity institute she was the first person to have recorded an orgasm during a dream awesome (laughs) yeah and actually have it i mean you can't fake one if you've got a scientist there with okay probes up your clunge but women can fake an orgasm with a probe in them all the time if they wanted to no that's what i'm saying but you can't if that thing can actually measure it i know i was just teasing i wonder if you said to her afterwards are you finished (laughs) in the interview she shares a couple of tips on how to lucid dream and i'll leave that for you guys to read again follow the show notes she was asked a question that is a lot of people live out their fantasies in dreams does that ever seem to suffice as a replacement for the same fantasies in real life she said yes dream fantasies are usually much more exciting there's so many things you can do in dreams that you can't do in waking life you can taste fire or fly to the sun or have sex with strangers without potential serious consequences but you can do all of that in your dreams you're gonna have people now going to the doctor going can i have some sleeping pills because <laughs> my real sleeping life pills, sucks yeah sleeping <laughs> pills are not going to help you lucid dream i know that You need things to keep you awake. Those supplements that you were talking about, they say that the supplements boost your acetylcholine. It is A-C-E-T-Y-L-C-H-O-L-I-N-E levels. And apparently that will help. But cheese helps as well. Cheese? Cheese. Believe it or not, cheese before you go to bed will help you lucid dream. I love cheese. I know. Have you ever experimented with sex in your lucid dreams? She's asked. Yeah, many times. 
Ah, we're getting to the nitty-gritty now. At one point, we were attempting to record sexual activity during lucid dreaming in the Stanford Sleep Lab. I was hooked up to electrodes and vaginal probes. My goal was to have sex in a dream and experience an orgasm. I dreamt that I flew across Stanford campus and saw a group of tourists down below. I swooped down and tapped one dream guy wearing a blue suit on the shoulder. He responded right there on the walkway. We made love and I signalled the onset of sex and the orgasm to the experimenter. Probably using those eye mm-hmm. things that you were talking about earlier. We later published the experiment in the Journal of Psychophysiology as the first recorded female orgasm in a dream. That's great. That's great. What was her name? Beverly? De Urso, I believe, or De Urso. Yeah, Beverly De Urso. Beverly, what are you known for? I had the very first recorded sexual orgasm in my dream yeah but that's cool that wouldn't be a conversation stopper wouldn't it you'd go really (laughs) i know but i'm just saying (laughs) you know if you went up to someone and said what's your job i test the roundness of peas (laughs) you know you'd go great (laughs) what are we going to talk about now but at least if she says that you're like awesome how do i do it yeah well that's true mind you like 14 year old boys do it all the time i know i did when i was a kid you know you wake up in the morning and you're wet you know you're sticky okay what wet and sticky's good oh my don't forget to put the explicit warning on here okay (laughs) she was asked does lucid dreaming ever make you tired do you ever feel being lucid in your dreams doesn't let you rest as much yeah that's I mean, geez, you're busy, like, all the time. Well, she says people often say that, but I think it's almost the exact opposite. I think there's some value in non-lucid dreams, but those are the ones that are tiring. I mean, who wants to be breaking up with a high school boyfriend all over again and feeling all miserable? Who wants to take that test and worry about some test result when you're not even in school anymore? It's the lucid dreams that are refreshing and fun because you get to do what you want. You can decompress. Exactly. Lucid dreams, not regular dreams, give me energy and make me wake up feeling refreshed. Yeah, but like I said, this sort of can be a double-edged sword, couldn't it? Because if somebody like their asleep life, you know, they're dreaming better than being awake i think that's why we were discussing about the mental health earlier on if you're severely depressed then you could look at it two ways can you you could look at it that if you can lucid dream then therapy then it could be therapeutic because you'd get to do some of the things that you want to do but you're probably more likely if you're depressed anyway to have a lucid dream about depression Mm. that you don't have control over so it could actually work both ways couldn't yeah. it so you said that you were going to give us benefits of lucid dreaming 12 benefits so what are they well some of them have already been mentioned but i'll just go ahead and read my list lucid dreamers create their dream plots in advance hang on a minute before you go any further on that then what would your dream plot be i would want to win the lottery and be rich and see what that feels like not not necessarily the cars I would buy and all that, but just that initial sort of, oh my God, I won millions of pounds and then call all your friends and be like, oh, I won the lottery and then see how many new friends you get and how many old friends come back. And then I would want to book a trip and go meet Oscar Wilde. I'd probably want to meet Oscar Wilde. He was quite a character, supposedly. Hmm. And then I'd like to be with you, and we could go all over the oh, world. Oh, yeah, 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 adding that in at the end, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't an afterthought at all, was it? And then I'd like to be with you. Mm-hmm. All right, then, yeah. Moving on, what's number two? 
Lucid dreamers feel the exhilarating for freedom of pet. The exhilarating Lucid. for freedom of pet. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> Lucid dreamers feel the exhilarating freedom of flying. Wow, I did not get that from pet. <laughs> Lucid dreamers meet and interact with their heroes. Oscar Wilde, okay. Not, he wasn't a hero of mine. He's just somebody that was so flamboyant in his day. Lucid dreamers summon dream figures for sexual intimacy. Seems how you laid that one on me about, you know, oh, what would you do? What would you, where would you, hmm, who would you um, want to have some sexual I intimacy don't, with? Don't say. I don't think I'm it's a who. Keep going. I don't think it's a who, to be honest with you. I think it would be, I would summon myself to the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> oh, my God. You suck. That's gone now. You know, he died. The Mr. mansion's Hugh. still there, though. They're still in it. Yeah, well, yeah. So they have nothing to do. Mm. Lucid dreamers travel in time and space to other dimensions. Yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. But you, you're frightened of being in space, though, so you wouldn't do that. I'm frightened of being in space and the water in the ocean. See, so I'm screwed. I just need to, like, I need my own desert oasis. You don't want a desert oasis, do you? With sunscreen. And- a desert oasis is water in the middle of a desert. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, I want my own little island. <laughs> but an island is surrounded by the ocean, so isn't that going to freak you out? No, can I keep going on my list now? Lucid you can dream. Meet Jesus. I don't want to meet Jesus. Okay, Muhammad. No. Buddha. I'm gonna meet my fist in a minute. Let me finish my list. Going. Lucid dreamers discover a personal meaning to life. What's your personal meaning to life? Uh, I like sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucid dreamers summon and converse with their true selves. Now that would be interesting. So how do you I summon would... yourself? I would love to have a dream. See, I'm going to erase all my other things. Oscar Wilde is booted out of the picture. Mm -hmm. I would want to be able to go to me at, say, 10 and be like, look, this is what's going to happen to you. So you wouldn't necessarily have to go through any bad experiences and... Do you know what? To be honest with you, that's a good idea. I would like you to have to listen to yourself as well. You don't have to listen to me. (laughs) Come on, next. I can range it so you don't have to listen to I me. can range it. There wasn't even an A before that, range <laughs> it. My granddad used to do that. When my nan was talking, my granddad had hearing aids. And if she was winding him up, he just turned the hearing aid off. She wouldn't see him do it. He'd just flick it off. <laughs> like and she'd be... And you'd be... Mm-hmm, yeah. Lucid dreamers practice and improve real-life skills. Actually, all joking aside now... When I was quite heavily into martial arts, if there was a technique that I struggled with, I used to not dream it, but I used to lay down at night, shut my eyes and visualise how the technique needed to go. You could have met Bruce Lee. Could have. But what I'm saying is, is that by visualising stuff, it does actually help in real life. So I can see how that would benefit. Lucid dreamers safely overcome fears and phobias. Lucid dreamers process grief by reuniting with lost loved ones. 
awesome. Yeah. There's loads of people that I'd like to reunite with. See, now I was having those dreams about my mom, and sometimes they're really good and everything's peachy, and then there's the ones with her hair all short and her striped nightgown, and those freak me out because I think I told you those are the ones that always really happen, and I wouldn't necessarily want to not have them because in a way it's almost like a heads up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Although I wouldn't want to have a dream about her all the time and... Of her being sick over and no, over. No, well, and over. if it was your dream so and that you, you could, could summon her, you'd it. summon a well, wouldn't you? Yeah, so. Lucid dreamers explore their inner creative potential. Don't know if I get this one or not, so maybe you can explain. Lucid dreamers discover new worlds that lie beyond words. Yeah, so it's new imaginations, new imaginary worlds, isn't it? So imagine Alice in Wonderland type of thing. So something that you haven't seen that isn't there oh, at the right, minute. Okay. Something undescribable that you can suddenly... Have you ever had a dream where Like this, a huge gumdrop yeah. falls out of the sky and everybody's around it licking it and... <laughs> <laughs> God. Of all the places your mind could have gone then, there's loads of people licking a giant gumdrop. Jeez. See? It keeps me interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be in one of your lucid dreams. <laughs> Funnily enough, that is one of the things that they do try and do. People who do lucid dream often try and sort of collaborate, if you like, and meet within a yes, lucid dream. I did read something about that. So this was an interview that I've got now that is really, really interesting. And it's an interview with a 55-year-old Peter Mike. I think I was saying that right. It's M-A-I-C-H of New Zealand about his experiences as an advanced long-life lucid dreamer. And I won't go through them all because, again, go to the show notes, read it for yourself. But it says, first of all, the first question is, what does it mean when you say you're a lucid dreamer? And he says, when I'm asleep, I'm aware that I'm dreaming. I find myself flying, running, exploring, or playing in a virtual reality where I have some control over aspects of the scene and setting. The dream leaves impressions that are strong or even stronger than anything I experience when I'm awake. It's fascinating and it's extremely powerful and it's all in my own mind. Wouldn't it be cool if like somebody could teach people to do it and then give them like a safe place to do it and then like a hotel and everybody there is lucid dreaming yeah, that'd be awesome. to be able to be around other people and talk to other people about well what did you dream and i don't guess you'd really need a hotel for that would you, you just could i guess get on internet and say hey everybody yeah no <laughs> anybody, but it would be interesting if everyone know. was in the same building and could you lucid be, dream but, but what i mean together. is like it would be cool because you know i did find also online loads of places where you could go and you could pay to learn how to lucid dream so courses and that Oh, there's but, plenty of courses, yeah. But it would be cool to have an actual centre, somewhere to go. That's People your goal. Go. And they teach you and then... Well, there you go. There's your business idea. Is my cult. Yeah. My cult of... Cult well, of gumdrop licking. Yeah. <laughs> so they've asked him here, what are your favourite things to do in the dreams? And he says, I like to fly. I think that's a common thing, isn't it? I'd love to... No, I don't know if I would like... I'm scared of flying. I'm scared of the sea. I'm scared of... But what if you were flying and you ran into a plane? Well, first of all, you wouldn't run into a plane. You'd fly into a plane. Hey, we were watching this thing on YouTube the other day. I've got to say this is so funny. But this girl was saying that 
they don't have miles in the air because miles don't exist in the sky. If they did exist, there would have to be speed limits for planes because it would then have to tell them how many miles an hour they're allowed to travel. (laughs) I thought the best one was her cutting the triangles into the... No, no, the best one was the pizza. Yes, yes, yes. The best one was the pizza because they said, her boyfriend said to her that, if you had a no, pizza... No, 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 don't tell, don't tell. We'll just put it in the show notes because it is really funny. And if you tell them, then it's going to ruin it. But it is hysterical. All right. But don't watch them back to back or else it almost seems cruel. Just yeah. watch one here or there. Yeah, have a look. I'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Good Definitely. Idea. What's okay. her name? Jenny. Jen. Jen, her name is, yeah. Okay, so what are your favourite things to do in the dream? So he says he likes to fly and feel the cool air on his skin. Fucking hell, I live in this country, you feel the cool air on your skin every day. No, you want it to just be rain. I like feeling... Of being flooded by light and energy. This can leave an afterglow for up to two days. Neat. So can go into the beach and get sunburned. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes I have the urge to destroy things and it's normally building so I can wreck a whole city just for fun. I would like to do that. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. I like visiting bakeries and gorging on donuts and cakes and desserts. I sing in the most perfect voice. I'd love to be able to sing. Well, he says this well. is coming from a person who was singled out by a teacher teacher in their school choir and told to pretend and not actually make a noise but he oh. likes creating spaceships and flying them organic ships that are living and full of wicked high-tech toys he loves running he doesn't run in real life but in his dream he's a fantastic runner he likes playing with his kids and then reliving the memory the next day because at other parts of this interview he says that he actually lives six hours away from his kids due to a separation etc but that's something pretty cool actually i don't see my children as often as i would like and that would be pretty cool just to feel that gone out and done something with them for the day even though you haven't seen them yeah some really cool things so literally the possibilities are limitless aren't they Mm. that's your homework guys for listen to you for this week teach people but i'm gonna give you homework anyway but i'm not gonna mark them down give them detention (laughs) but maybe go away and try it and if you do we'll be back again in two weeks and we would like some of you if possible to let us know how you did if you're not doing it in this particular point, have you ever done it before? Is it something you're interested in? Or even if you're not going to do it or can't do it, and you certainly won't be able to achieve it if you've never done it before within two weeks, I wouldn't well, have thought. Well, you don't but know. But let us know if you were able to do it, what would you do? Would you lick a giant gumdrop with Bella? <laughs> because she's looking for a crowd to go licking with. <laughs> okay, I guess we're going to leave. That would be one sticky gumdrop at the end. I want gumdrops now. I'm happy for you. I don't. Right. Well, guys, if you do have any of that information, send it to us, please. Weirdwackywonderful at outlook.com. Please do check us out on iTunes or any of the podcast apps that are out there. We cast our pods absolutely everywhere. So please, pods. (laughs) please, Please do try and find it and pass it on to your friends. That would be great. Follow us on Twitter. We are at the WWW podcast. Why are you still smirking? I was just thinking it would be cool to have one of those marshmallow shooter things. I'm just picturing in my head. Marshmallow shooter things? It's a gun type thing. You load it with marshmallows and you put it... Well, they may not allow them here due to health and safety, but... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was just thinking about casting our pods all over the place and you look at somebody and wave at them go... Guys, thank you very much for listening. I do apologise for her. And we will see you again in two weeks' time. Eat your veggies. Your veggies. Peas.
pods. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Bye.